Good afternoon, and thank you for participating in another episode of Dubai's Daughter. I have the absolute pleasure of speaking with my oldest, closest, dearest friends, Mr. Brian Springs. Please introduce yourself, Brian. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Brian Springs, and again, uh, we go way, way, way back. I'm currently a uh, regional technology um, education consultant for a financial services firm based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Awesome. So that's what you're doing career-wise now. Then yep. in high school, did you know what you wanted to do with your life, Brian? You know, I, I know I wanted to be successful. I, I knew that. And when we were in high school, there was a book that I read called Flyers, which was an acronym for Fun-Loving Youth on Route to Success. And I just knew that I wanted to be successful. Uh, uh, the problem was I didn't know what. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to be successful. Awesome, but you remember that book. You remember how it made you feel, right? I still, I still have the book to this day. Yes. And, uh, and I, you know, the book I remember one because I knew I wanted to be successful. Uh, but two, it also, now that I've, I've read it as I've gotten older again, and I see that, like, I, it pointed out some things to me that was keeping me from being successful, even as I got older. I knew what I wanted to be as far as how it wanted to look like at the end. I just didn't know how, I, how the steps looked to get there. And it wasn't until I was able to define the steps to get to my goal that's when it became real. So I just had to end up redefining what that looked like and then almost creating my own role. Oh, that sounds good. Um, I mean, it really does. It sounds like are you, you've you created your own role and that's a beaten path, you made a path. What I did was I knew that I wanted to, to help people. Uh, and I knew I kind of had a gift for teaching. And 20 something years ago, uh, what I found out was in order to assure yourself a job, make sure you're always employed, find the one thing that no one else wants to do and then do it. Because no one else wants to do it or either you find that one thing that your boss hates to do and do it well for them. You'll stay employed. For me, uh, there was an, in our industry, there's an exam called a series six and a series seven. And people hated taking it. They hated studying. They hate, hated trying to help people. I set, set out to create a role for myself. So what I did was I started studying to help people pass exams. And I created a role. So I started, teaching, as me and my, my new hire class was studying for this exam, I actually started teaching my class while I was learning it. And after we passed and went on, you know, get ready to go out on the floor, I got tapped on the shoulder and they said, no, Brian, we want you over here in this training room, not doing the job. So I created my own role. You sure did. And you know, that's a hard test. I know that's a hard test and I hate knowing <laughs> I know that's a hard test. Yeah. I've heard yeah. It. yeah. yeah. So, so I was teaching. I was, I remember sitting in the class and we're learning it and I would jump up in the class and try to teach it to my class and they're looking at me like, boy, you, you learn just like us. But the more I said it, the more I learned it and the more that it stuck. 
And then I just, I parlayed that into a, um, a training career. Yeah, because I know, um, I think I might have seen some advertisement or, or word of mouth or something where well, Brian Springs is, is good at a Series 7 if you want to. <laughs> You want to pass this class so you didn't get it. <laughs> you, know, yeah, you know what's crazy? When I sat up, when I started in that class, I was scared to death. I didn't know a stop from a stick. So, wow. so, but I knew at the same time, uh, my wife at the time was pregnant with my daughter and I knew I had to eat and I knew I had to feed them. Yeah. And that's what I did. Awesome, Brian. I love it. I love, I just want other people hear your story. So yeah, tell, give me an example of a time where you either lost a job because of business etiquette, lack mm -hmm. of business etiquette, uh, mm -hmm. where you've uh, gotten a job because mm -hmm. of business etiquette, where you've had to hire or, or, or not hire a person because of their business etiquette skills. Sure, sure. Um, so one day I was, um, I was going to work and I was getting out of my car and there was a young lady that was parking near me and, and she looked like she was frazzled. And, um, you know, I said, hey, do I, can I help you? Can I, can I point you somewhere? And she asked where she was going. And I mean, I told her how to get where she was going. And so she ended up coming to my office for an interview. Now, the, the problem was, that day must have been a casual Friday, and I had on a bright pink button-down shirt. And she she told me, she said, "Wow, you really must be um, you really must be confident in your manhood to wear that shirt." And I know she meant it as a joke, but you have to be careful with jokes uh, because you never know how people will take that. Right. And, you know. And then when she finally got where she was going and saw that she was meeting with me, her face. She didn't, she didn't get the job for other reasons, but you just have to be very careful of what you say to people. Exactly. You I mean, we we know, and thank God that you are confident in your man. <laughs> but look, though, it was it was a hideous pink uh, button down. I'll never forget that. Never forget it. But um, but th there are people who have biases, and some people can't let stuff like that go, and you just can't assume, you know. The biggest conversations about you or for you or against you occur in rooms that you aren't in. And you just never know like what someone will say or what someone will remember. Exactly. That's true. Yep. Very good point. Very good yep. point. So give us your, your educational background first. Uh, well, of course, you know, we went to high school together and I was a decent student. I mean, school was fairly easy for me. I, I joke like I was the golden child because like things just became easy. They came easy, I thought. But like any other 18 year old, I would say a mess. And so once I got to college and where I didn't have anyone making me get up and go to school and make me go to class, and, you know, checking to make sure I had on my um, had on my assignments and I struggled in college as well. So I was a fair, fair student when I applied myself. Uh, the problem for me was just the application. Which school did you go to? Oh, North College. Carolina A&T State University. Aggie uh, Pride. Aggie Pride. Okay, we had to get that out there. Aggie Pride. You know that. You know that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I was in, in college, and it was a shock. 
mean nobody's gonna wake me up and make me go to class? And you mean I can go to a party on Tuesday night and it's okay and stay up all night? Yeah, but you have to discipline in yourself in order to get out of there, right? Yeah, well, you know what I what happened? My parents were much older when they had me. My parents had like maybe a six. I think my dad had a, a sixth grade education. My mom maybe a fifth grade education. So I they wanted me to be successful. The problem was they didn't know how to help me be successful. You know, I remember my dad saying, "Boy, just get your lessons done. Just get your lessons done." And my mom would be like, "Boy, just get up there and just do right. Like do your work, and graduate." Well, that sounds great in theory, but that doesn't really give me a path or a plan or the steps how to do that. Yeah. And, and I remember, you know, talking to my sister who was a, a professor, you know, she was like, yeah, Brian, the goal is to graduate, but you got to do smaller goals and shut it up. So I want to make it through this week. Okay, well, what does this week look like? That means put two hours of study in this poli-sci class on Monday. On Wednesday, do another two hours for that class. If Friday, do that. Or if you got a paper due in two weeks, chunk it up. Write two pages a day, you know, uh, for five days, 10 days before the paper is due. So when we talked early about what my goal was and what I wanted to do in life as far as being successful, I always had a goal. I just never knew the steps to get there. And I think that's for me when it turned around once I figured out how to study, like how to schedule my day, how to plant, use my time wisely, then the big goal will happen. Yeah. So you just included a lot of things in there because you definitely said time management. Mm-hmm. That's yep. a that's a thing. Goal yep. setting, setting goals. Yep. It's sticking to them. I want to yep. go back a little bit and I want to talk about your parents. Mm-hmm. Their their education versus your education or helping you get to the point where you needed to be. Mm-hmm. When they it, just because they didn't know that did not mean they didn't want better for you. Exactly. They just didn't know how to help you. That's exactly. when this come in. <laughs> and the big sister gave you. I mean, she was like the, the role model. She was your educational role model. I know it's a lot more in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, and I know that it is, but that was somebody that came in and mentored you, although she was your sister. Mm-hmm. She showed you how to set goals, how yeah. to meet those goals, how to manage your time, and you did all of that. You know, you know yeah. what? Your parents, pro- I know they were proud of you. Yeah, yeah, this, that, that's, that's very interesting. So yeah. did you intern with any companies? I did not intern at all. I have friends who interned. And I'll be honest, I'll tell you why. Because I was afraid. Like, I was afraid. I thought that, like, you know, when I heard the word intern or going to work at a company, like, those terms were so abstract to me. Like, I couldn't put my hands on it, you know? Like, well, what does an intern do? Oh, well, you know, a good friend of mine, he went and worked for General Electric, I, I believe, up in Ohio one summer. And he told me what he did and I just couldn't grasp, but I think he was like a product manager or a program manager. And honestly, I just couldn't grasp what he was doing. Like I didn't understand it. And so I was intimidated about applying for internships and trying because I didn't know, I didn't want to go and embarrass myself, do a bad job. 
And what I learned is that nobody's gonna hire a kid, 18, 19 year old kid, or in, one intern on something that's very important or strategic. You know, it generally is going and learning how business works, making copies, running errands and stuff like that. But I heard program manager and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to manage new programs. <laughs> you know, what if I push the wrong button or something? So it was something I was just afraid of. And now, you know, and I tell my daughter, what am I getting out of this? But you know what you get out of, you get uh, most, most times you get paid. Mm. But if you don't get paid, you get the experience. You get to put that on your resume, whether it's oh, yeah. your college resume or um, your your working resume. You get to put that there because this is a time that you allotted and you were you you know it's accounted for and somebody trusted you. They put you in this position. You did a good job, even if even if you didn't do such a good job, you completed it. Yeah, yeah. So that's the part, right? That's the completion, right? That's a good thing. So in college, so since we know that you didn't intern, we know that you partied in college. We know that you had a little struggle in college. Yep. Did you have goals in college? Mm -hmm. You know, I tell you, I learned this years ago, but I didn't learn that there was an actual term for it until I got in the professional world. But when you set goals, they have to be smart. And have you heard that term? That yes, they yes. must be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and then have some type of time yes. commitment around them. And so back to your question, what was my goal in high school? Well, I wanted to be successful. All right, there's absolutely nothing smart about that goal. It's clearly not specific, it's not measurable, you know, it's not uh, uh, achievable, it's relevant or whatever. But if I say, I want to be in a position where I can be, you know, autonomous, use my creativity and be able to impact the lives of the employees by allowing them to help, by helping them to pass exam and also save the money, the company money on testing fees, retesting fees, things like that. That's definitely relevant. That was a rel like that was an important thing at the company I was working for at that time. I knew I wanted to be successful. I knew it would take time. And I said, I just want to help each class get better. And, and you've done that. And I did it. I, I created my own role in this industry. But you can't even beat that. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't beat that. This yeah. guy, it, it's not your company. You're not, you don't own the company or anything, but you went in there and you put your foot down. You made you a place. Yep. Right. You know, one thing I've, I've always heard people will say what they want from a company. You know, well, I want time off. Or I want to raise. Or I want to be a supervisor. Well, when you, it's okay to ask for those things, but you got to be prepared to tell the company how you're going to help them get that. Yes. You know. And I remember, you know, we were paying this company to come in and tutor these uh, people like a couple of days before they took the exam. And I sat in and I watched the company, watched the guy do it. And I was like, I can do this. Like, like <laughs> I'm sure y'all are paying him $5,000 plus his, uh, you know, travel, putting up in a hotel. And I was like, I can do this. I just need to get better at it. And so I started studying and I started working at it. I knew, I knew I wanted to make sure I had a job. And as long as people work in, the, in this industry, they'll always need to test. 
They always need that tip. Yep. Yep. How many times do they get to take it? Twice? Uh, two times, generally. If you don't pass it the third time, you have to wait an entire year. So you can't take it and then take it again, take it again, just to get the answers or understand the exam. You can take it, you have to wait, I believe 30 days before you can reschedule it. And then if you don't get it that third time, you have to wait another year. You know where we grew up? You know where, where, where we from? I don't know jack about the stock market. I didn't know nothing about it. And clearly my parents didn't either all the time. Like, baby, you can do anything in the world you want, which my parents told me too as well. It's all right that they didn't know. I know it's a yeah. like a maybe a sore, soft spot for you. But to me, it's like back in those days. Yeah. And then they were older than you on top yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. And making hard concepts simple. And it evolved into this test that I know nothing about, but I'm going to become an expert in it. This is the Series 6 and Series 7 administrator. The SIEE, I forget what it is, but it's, it's what's required in order to work in the industry to sell uh, mutual funds stocks, trade bonds, things of that nature. Uh, yes. It's a FEMRA exam or, yeah, it, it, yes, a whole lot of letters. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So mm -hmm. now I think we've talked about this already, the steps that you took to reach your goals, like time management, uh, actually writing goals down, making goals, writing goals down, keeping goals. Like the 10-year plan, you break the 10-year plan down to the five-year plan, you break that down to the one-year plan, you, you break that down. Mm -hmm. You break, you know, break it down to a manageable amount of time. Yeah. Right? And then uh, by the time you get to that year, I mean, you do, you've done all these steps year after year. And before yeah. you know it, you're at the five years, you know? And people, and you're gonna live it anyway. You're gonna be alive anyway. You might as well do it, you know? May as well do it. May as well do it. I like that. Possibly, we're definitely trying to get a lot of companies so that they can sponsor internships for them. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking 15, 16, 17 year old. Okay. We want them to get that huge jump that they need. They need this jump. Uh, and then they can pretty much make their own role in the company like you're doing, right? Hey. <laughs> I like that. Get in, get in where you fit in. Like that. Yeah. So, uh, again, with business etiquette, do you see that being applied in your workplace? Or lack I of do. I do in, in my current role. I, I definitely do. Uh, there have been places that I've worked where business etiquette was not really important, desire, whatever it may be. And, and I'm so thankful that I'm not in those places anymore. You know, it, it don't cost anything to be nice and kind. But yet I'm, I've worked in places where, you know, they, they would yell at each other, curse. You know, I've seen people crying. I'm like, you come to work? Like, like how is that supposed to be work? I don't even do that at home in a relationship. You know, so how would I do that? I'm here to where I don't want to be. But it's just weird how some people just think that you can stay and do whatever you want, you know, or you can, I don't even know how to how to begin. I, I know what, this may not be as appropriate, but it's relevant for me. 
Um, so in my industry, financial industry, it's clearly a white shirt, blue shirt, blue or red tie, like gray pants, blue blazer. Like it's really the, there's a look, it's a uniform, even though we don't call it a uniform, Mm-hmm. It took me the longest time to figure out that uniform don't define me. Like, because I wanted to wear the pink shirt. I wanted to wear the yellow shirt. You know, I wanted to, and I believe when my daughter was born, I had the little twisties in my hair and I had a nose ring. And I just felt like if I took away from that, I was taken away from me. But then until I realized, Brian, it's just a uniform. You wore one in the Air Force, you wear it for eight hours and you take it off. So now I go to work in my blue shirt or my white shirt with my uh, my tie on. Then I take it off and I come home and put on a print shirt. Yeah. Like my, <laughs> my job doesn't define me. My job pays my bills. Yes. They say, what is what's the best way to eat an elephant? one bite at a time. <laughs> you just gotta take a chunk and just keep doing it. You're going at it. But look at it like, look at elephant, like how do you eat it? Like, where do I begin? You gotta start with one bite. Start somewhere. Yeah, you just gotta start. Yep. Okay, so you know what our organization is, right? Dubai Store. Mm. We work with 15 through 17 year old females. What we're doing is we have, we got two programs actually. We teach them business etiquette. Mm-hmm. And we teach them um, business administration. Okay. So the end goal for them is to get their certificate of completion from our organization. And then yeah, a job allows me to do the things that I want to do those other 16 hours that I'm not at work for eight. So what to get to your um, your your etiquette question. I've just seen people so caught up in like being anti-establishment, being anti-authority because they don't want to seem like they, they're giving themselves up. So, you know, I ain't gonna do this. I ain't gonna act like this. No, I just go and go to work and do my job and I go home. That's a whole different level even of what I'm what I'm thinking yeah. business etiquette business etiquette yeah I'm dress code you know yeah. I mean it's uh, just an example that the dress code is one big, big yeah it's one big thing but to think that it's taking your identity from you I don't understand that part um I know I, I know what you're saying you know yeah. I get the part about you know how you want to you want to dress at work but if this is a job that you have you accepted this job there's a handbook that they give you, right? It tells you yep. about the dress code. Yep. It tells you about other different things, but nobody pays attention to that handbook until there's an issue. Yeah, so you're in trouble. Yep. An issue, you either find your handbook or you go to HR and you get you another one. Yeah. But in there, it tells you everything. It just does not say business etiquette. Right, 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 right. So, and nobody, I mean, it's like, it's just, to me, it's, this is my opinion. This is why we started this uh, program because it, it really is gone. Mm-hmm. To me, business etiquette is uh, how you dress, yeah. how you speak to others, mm-hmm. how you uh, deal with with dif- difficult situations mm-hmm. in the workplace, 
being a part of a team. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many different things, how to, how to properly write emails, follow up letters, whatever it is, telephone call, whatever it is, you're following up because someone mm. is taking their time. All of this stuff is educated and just, it's so broad. And if we as adults, our age, we're a little bit older, a little bit younger. If we're having issues with business etiquette, imagine how these kids are. Mm -hmm. They know nothing about it. And, and on top of that, they're not even in school anymore. They're mm -hmm. at home. They're home yeah. So who's, who's telling them about etiquette? Mm -hmm. You know, who? You don't even, you don't think you have to show that etiquette because you're at home and you're comfortable, right. but you do. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it, it's hard. I, I feel sorry for the kids right now since it's a weird situation. Yeah, um, it really is. But that's yeah, where organizations like like mine come into place. And it's not uh -huh. just me. It's a lot of, lot of organizations right here in Charlotte that are helping our youth. This is just something different that I feel they need to know to help them get a head start. Yep. Because you have to have someone to care about this aspect. You've got someone doing this, someone doing that, someone doing this. The parents, are, they're covered doing everything. But if you've got someone else, it makes it just a little bit easier for you as a parent and you can relax. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our, part, our podcast that we are reaching out to it's not the 15, 16, and 17 year olds. Again, it is not them. It's parents. The parents of those. Yeah, the counselors, the teachers, yeah. the principal. Yeah. Somebody knows that you're doing a good job and you would be a great fit. This is what they need. Oh my God, if only they had that. Right. Then they'd be right. excellent. So we're looking for women business owners to help sponsor our females okay. what it does for the feet for the women business owners itself like it does for me is it gives me a sense of i'm giving back not just to the community but i'm giving to a young lady i'm going to help this young lady she's going to remember me 25 years when she's really settled in her career 25 years she's very very settled she's going to look back and say missy mon helped me okay Right. Well, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm sure that, that you have it too, but there's that one person who helped me that I can think back and said, you know, man, thank God if it wasn't for Wanda, you know, lady named Wanda, if it wasn't for her, you know, where would I be in my um, in my career? I remember her pulling me to the side and pretty much jacking me up in her office. <laughs> saying, Look, man. Sometimes like, you got to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I thank her for it. I thank her, but it didn't feel good at the time. <laughs> uh, but I could I can't imagine where I'd be without her. Yeah. Like she saw something in you, right? And, and what are you doing? You are messing this up, Brian. <laughs> I am going to need you to do this and I'm going to need you to do that. And yeah. we always say yeah. things like, uh, when you leave this house, I, this is what I told my daughter. When you leave this house, you're a representation of me of what I am doing in this house, what I am teaching you in this house. You go to school and you start acting up, they're gonna look like your mom ain't doing nothing with you. <laughs> that, and that that's not always the case because parents can yeah. do 
the best that they can, yep. can and the child still, you know, goes astray mm -hmm. or goes another way or whatever. You, I, mean, I, I don't have time to keep coming up to this school. Now, yeah. I'll go up to the school when that school is doing something bad, you know, wrong to you, mistreating <laughs> you, whatever. Yeah. But, when, but when it's you and you got to come home with me, she'll tell you, she laughs now. Would you rather deal with peer pressure or mommy pressure? <laughs> Choose. Yeah. You know my daughter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, look. Right. I know she won't be with her with your mom with, with her mama pressure. That pressure bring heat. Yes. Yeah. And I had my daughter on a podcast like this, Brian, and she was like the first one I had because if I'm reaching out to someone else's daughter. I want you to know that I've taken the time with mine. So mm -hmm. you know what I yeah. mean? I don't no want you. Yeah, you, you, you look at, well, what is your daughter doing? Don't she have a daughter? Yeah, I do. I have a daughter. <laughs> and let me yeah. tell you what my daughter's doing. So I let my daughter tell what she was doing. Now, there's no yeah. brag in there. Please don't misunderstand me, uh, Dubai's daughter land. Don't misunderstand. <laughs> I just want you all to understand what I'm saying. If I took time with mine, I can definitely take time with yours. You know, mine is grown, yeah. has her master's, married. She's in her career. Yeah. I had her make that 10-year plan. Uh, From 15. <laughs> she'll tell you, I'm Don't laughing because she, she'll tell you, I had her make that plan. But you know what? My yeah. mom didn't do that to me. My parents didn't do that with me. Yeah. Like, I bumped a little bit. Yeah. 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 And just think of what your daughter will do for her daughter going down the line. I hate to take it back to 400 year advance that others have had again over us, mm -hmm. but we have had this head start, you know? <laughs> Some of the stuff that me and you are, are learning and talking about now, people, other families have known that this stuff for generations. Yes. You know, and we this is brand new to us. You know, it's brand new to us. It is, it ain't. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you have some families that, I mean, they work, the parent, the, the dad worked two jobs, the mom worked oh, two yeah. jobs, but they still want you to do much better than we're doing right now. We don't want you to have to work these two oh, jobs. Yeah. There's four jobs between us, and we really, you know, we rarely have enough time to sit down and eat together as a family, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So we always want our children to do better than we are. Better, yep. Like my daughter do, does uh, finance. I okay. know, I don't know numbers. I don't know it. Yeah. I ain't trying to know it. Where she got it from, I don't know. <laughs> but thank God you do. Yeah. But when she got to a point in school, you know what's that? Seventh grade, something like that, where that math just the math just changes on you all of a sudden. Yep. Yep. I would sit down with her just like I'm supposed to and try to help her figure it out. So when I couldn't get it, I said, Well, this is what I need you to do. I need you to ask the teacher. Because that's your teacher. Yep. To show you how to do this. Make sure that you get it. If the teacher can't make sure you get it. I have family members that do know math, but I know how to pay for a tutor. There it is. You know, just as long as you get what you need, 
It ain't yeah. got all come from me because that was the one thing out of all the things in the world. That's the one thing I couldn't help her with. And that's what she does. <laughs> ain't that how they do you? <laughs> and it doesn't make me feel bad because I know I did the best that I could. All that stuff that we learned, when am I going to ever use this? It comes back, y'all. It comes back. It, it comes, comes back. back. It comes back. Brian, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Is there anything you... Uh, any comments or notes uh, for us, you know, or any questions that you might have for us as Dubai's daughter? No, I, I would just say thank you for what you're doing, the work that you're doing, and, and uh, knowing you and, and, and knowing your daughter and, and the people around you. I'm sure anything that you do has a stamp of goal, a goal for approval. I wish you well with it. Anyone else who's doing it, uh, for those of you who are struggling finding your way, you know, or trying to get through school or, or whatever it may, may be, just remember to make small, chunkable goals and measurable, make them realistic and measurable. Um, and then the last thing I'll leave you with is, uh, if you have a list of things to do, the first thing you should do is swallow the frog. And what that means is, if you have a to-do list of seven things to do, Put the hardest task first. I can't think of I can't think of any task that I would have that would be worse than swallowing a whole live frog. But if I do it, do that one first, the other five or six things on my to-do list make it so much easier. I'm taking it. Yeah, and that's what and and that's kind of how I work. That's how I live. Like, when I wake up, I'm looking, okay, what's the worst thing that I've got to do today? It's not worse, it just could be the thing that I don't want to do, where I don't necessarily get pleasure in. Let me get that out the way. I'm going to swallow that frog first early. The rest of my day, the rest of my week is much easier. Because you tackled the hardest thing. That's it. And everything else is like, you know, you, I mean, I can breeze through that. I can put off some stuff now. You know, I don't have to just be right on top of it. Yeah. In my I tell you, my biggest, uh, the biggest thing that, that's hampered me in life is procrastination. And that's how I have to try to get past my procrastination. Swallow the frog. Just go ahead and swallow it. It's going to taste horrible. It's going to feel disgusting. Just get it out the way. And the rest of your day is easier. The rest of your life will be easier. How about you can throw it up later? That's <laughs> you know, I'm not going to see all that. Just know yeah, I did it, it sounds like, you know, like really physically doing that, but that's that's not what I mean. Yeah. Even if you're saying it like like I just said, it is you've already conquered that. It's in you. You know it. You're gonna remember that because Done. it's harder. You had to work hard to get it. So this is a lesson I'll never forget, right? So that's <laughs> pulling it back up later. And you you never lose it. Never lose it, man, because you know what it took to get it down. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I certainly appreciate you. I'm, I have been waiting to speak with you for a long time because I know you're working. I do. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I've been waiting on this one for a long time because uh, <laughs> this is series six and seven, Mr. S-E-I-I -I himself. <laughs> so if you need any help, um, you know, you can you can always contact us and we'll, we'll try to get you in touch with Mr. Brian Springs. All right get all of the help course. that you need. We appreciate you participating in another episode of Dubai's Daughter. 
Check out our podcast on Spotify and our website, www.devicedaughter.org. Look forward to speaking with you guys soon. Thank you.